praise tonight. Hallelujah. He's worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember a time about 10 years ago, the church had suffered a tragic loss of longtime saint of the then First Apostolic Church. And the Sunday morning after he had passed away, we sang this song. And it was my responsibility to lead service that morning. And uh, I can remember getting up after Brother John had led the song just like he did tonight. And then we had just suffered a loss. The family had lost someone near and dear to them at a shocking loss. Uh, wasn't expected, too young, should not have gone that way. Amen. But, but the true measure of a Christian, the true measure of your maturity in Christ is whether you can say you give and you take away, but it doesn't matter. You know what you're doing better than I do. I can trust in you. You've got it all worked out. Hallelujah. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be all right. Hey Amen. If we could, just real quick, could we, could we do you give and take away again, Brother John? You give Hallelujah. Can somebody say that tonight? From deep down on the inside. Hey Amen. Your world might be rocking tonight. Hey Amen. But you're going to be okay. Jesus has got it all under control tonight. Hallelujah. You give and you take away. Hallelujah. together and worship him and give him praise this evening he's been good to us and we love him hallelujah amen i'm thankful to be saved tonight i'm thankful to be sanctified i'm thankful that i got hope beyond this life i'm thankful that jesus is alive hallelujah i got a praise down deep on the inside amen for a good god who loves me amen we praise him tonight Amen. Real, real quick tonight, I wonder if we could take a moment uh, and have a, a moment of prayer. Uh, there are many needs that we could pray about, and, and I apologize if, if you have an imminent need in your life tonight that I uh, will likely overlook. God help us, and God will help you. But I want to remember tonight the Enos family, if we could. Brother Enos uh, today was... Uh, had to make a trip to Illinois. His mother is still alive. She's 94 years of age today. And uh, just recently this week, uh, hospice has been called in to her side. And uh, he has made the journey there to northern Illinois to be with her. Uh, probably won't last real long. And uh, we just pray God's peace will comfort them and be around about them. And uh, also remember Sister Enos as she is recovering Amen. From a fall uh, where she broke her heel. She's doing well. My wife was uh, with her today. She was in good spirits. They were uh, having a good time, a good visit. Amen. Uh, having a good laugh about this, that, and the other thing. 
Amen. I'm thankful that we can call on the Lord. I don't know what folks do that can't call on the Lord. I need him every day. Amen. There's never a situation in my life where he can't come in and make it better. Amen. Or help me through it. Amen. And I believe he's going to do that for the Enos family tonight. All together, would we do that? Amen. As one voice this evening. Lord Jesus, we are grateful and thankful tonight for your blessed power and strength. Lord Jesus, we are grateful that we can call on you and know that you hear and you answer prayer. Hallelujah. I pray this evening that you would be with the Enos family. Lord God, you know the struggles that they are facing at this moment in time. Lord Jesus, a loved one that has been well-aged in years, Lord God, reaching the end of her life. I pray, Savior, that you would bring comfort to them this evening. Lord God, that you would bring a peace that passes all understanding, Lord God, because you are that kind of God. You have that kind of power, Lord Jesus, and you care. Lord God, touch Sister Enos tonight. Amen. I pray that you would minister to her. Let healing virtue, amen, flow from Calvary's cross again this night. Amen. Bless her. Minister to her, we pray. Amen. Guide her way this evening. And everybody said amen. Amen. Thank you for coming out to the house of the Lord tonight. You may be seated. Amen. I am well aware of the weather. And uh, last I heard the... Um, forecast was that it would not stick to the ground so pray saints amen we will we will hopefully uh, not be too long this evening um, I, I I know that Wednesday typically is uh, termed Bible study and and I know that that typically that's what we do I, I probably will take a little different route this evening and uh, may not necessarily be what we would consider uh, a traditional Bible study, but, but maybe if I could put it this way, we'll, we'll have a little Bible reminder. How's that sound? A Bible reminder. Amen. I'm, I'm going to look at a few passages of Scripture this evening. I would uh, draw your attention and uh, our media folks' attention to Matthew chapter 10, verses uh, 29 through 31. Uh, I will read a, a couple of short Scriptures ahead of that. The Word of God says this in 1 Peter 5 and verse 7. Cast all your care upon him, for he careth for you. What a blessed hope tonight. The writer of Hebrews wrote uh, in chapter 13 and verse 5, toward the end of the verse, he said, I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. I will never forsake you. And tonight, Matthew chapter 10, verses 29 through 31, are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are more valuable than many sparrows. Amen. I'm thankful tonight for Jesus Christ. Amen. And for the way that he's made. And just for a few moments this evening, I would uh, like to speak to you from this thought. The God of details. The God of details. If we're real honest tonight... Life is filled with a lot of mundane events. Is that a fair assessment? Was work exciting today for anybody? Apparently not. It wasn't for me either. It was very taxing, very mentally draining. Uh, my day was. It's filled with, with many mundane events. But what happens 
what can happen with our mundane experiences. Amen. A mundane event can become memorable, a memorable one, because someone bothered to get the details right. Someone bothered to get the details right. Amen. Just a week ago, uh, this past Saturday, we were privileged to host uh, the Ohio District Quiz Tournament. It was a wonderful time. We had uh, lots of teams here. I've been privileged uh, to uh, be involved with Bible quizzing for many years. Um, and uh, it's always been amazing to me to see uh, the level of detail that, that is required of children and how that if they take the time and study the way that they should, that they can step up to the plate, so to speak, and they can knock it out of the park. And uh, it's just amazing to see that. Uh, for several years, we, we had the privilege to be able to go to Quizzing Nationals. And uh, that was a fun event. We enjoyed very much. And before we left, Sister Connie always made sure that we were taken care of, that the kids were taken care of uh, before we left. Now, if any of you know Sister Connie, you know that if she's going to bother to do it, she's going to bother to do it right, and she is going to bother to get the details right. And that was no uh, different for this situation. She went down to the minute level of detail, preparing each kid a little uh, plastic box full of candy and snacks uh, and a little activity uh, to do on the way there. And it was special to the kids. It meant a lot to the kids. Why? Because Sister Connie bothered to take the time to get details right. Several years ago, I was reading an article, uh, though she was very uh, up in years, Queen Elizabeth, having reigned for over six decades, still bothered to take the time at each state dinner to inspect what her staff had done to make sure that they had gotten the details right. Why? Because details are important. Details matter. Details make the difference. How many have ever had a good experience at a restaurant? Mercy. Good details. Amen. Details. Somebody got the details right. What does it do? It makes you feel special. It makes you feel, amen, important because somebody uh, bothered to get the details right for you. When we uh, were in France, we had a privilege to <clears throat> be able to uh, travel to the city of Strasbourg, which was about three hours probably from where we were living on the east side of Paris, uh, which, which has the oldest Christmas market in the world. It's been ongoing every year since the year 1570, if you can believe it. It was a wonderful time. We enjoyed it very much. Uh, because it was uh, Christmas market season, we could not afford to stay in the city because it was too expensive. And so we elected to uh, drive about 30 minutes into Germany, and uh, we found a little uh, German inn that we could stay at in a little town called Oberkirk. And... Uh, it was a wonderful thing, wonderful experience. We enjoyed it very much. Uh, we got there late in the evening. We uh, got our room squared away. It was a wonderful room. Uh, we got to listen to German TV, which was, I don't know what it was because I didn't understand any of it. Uh, the room was just done right. It was done nice. It wasn't super fancy, but they just bothered to get the details right for our family. Uh, we woke up the next morning, and uh, we, it was only a one-night stay there. And they had a breakfast uh, prepared for us. And there were only probably a, a handful of families, maybe a couple families that were there tonight. They were maybe uh, half full uh, as far as their vacancy was concerned. And they bothered to have a table ready for us. The water was put out. I mean, a high chair was out for Giselle because she was still little then. 
And, and it was just a, a, such a memorable experience. And as we left and we had, we had had a great time, we saw wonderful things, just a, a storybook fairy tale kind of a Christmas market. And uh, of all the time and energy we spent to get there and, and, and come to uh, visit the Christmas market, do you know what was most memorable to my children? What was most memorable to my children was that they got the details right at the little inn that we stayed at in Germany. It was most memorable to them that they got these details right. And all throughout the time that we stayed in France, we were amazed at the level of detail that was given to everyday items. Amen. Desserts that were done to the finest degree with intricate layers done to perfection. Uh, doors all throughout the city that were just carved so innate, uh, so intricately. It was unbelievable. Lamp posts that were, were done to the nines and, and gates and, and uh, buildings and cathedrals. It was just unbelievable the amount of detail that was put into every little mundane corner of the city of Paris. And we certainly uh, can't forget the Louvre Museum uh, this evening. It was a, a formal royal palace located in the uh, most uh, rich uh, part of Paris, as you would well imagine. And uh, it was incredible detail on the outside, statues and carvings and, and just an unbelievable uh, building to look upon. And the art collection is second to none with uh, so many items that I believe it's the biggest museum in the world. And all of the items made it into that museum because somebody bothered to take the time to get details right. They got the details right. Artists spent painstaking time uh, getting details right on, on pictures and oil paintings and, and marble carvings. And, and it was just unbelievable to see all these things. And, and yet today, hundreds of years later, we, we go into these edifices and we just marvel at how they were able to do what they were able to do with the tools that were readily available to them at that time. And it's all because of the amount of detail that is taken and placed into uh, these uh, various uh, artistic endeavors. Now, oftentimes today, our manufacturing processes have uh, come a long way since uh, back in the day. And uh, we've got everything figured out pretty well. It's been automated. It's been streamlined to the nth degree. But there are still some manufacturers that take the time to do it the old-fashioned way. And it is those kind of, of builders, it is those kind of, of, of craftsmen where you are going to pay the top dollar for that, whatever it is that they're making. If, if I want to go out and get a handmade pair of dress shoes, I am going to pay through the nose for those dress shoes because somebody took the time to learn the craft to get the details right. I'm a car guy. I love cars. I enjoy uh, learning about them. I enjoy looking at them. I enjoy driving them. And uh, probably the two biggest manufacturers that would come to mind uh, that would be costly to you this, this night would be uh, a Rolls-Royce or a Bentley. Several years ago, I was reading an article that was describing the manufacturing process for uh, one of these vehicles. It takes 130 hours to hand weld one of the bodies of their vehicles, which is 10 times longer than it takes to complete an entire Toyota. Take that, amen, for instance. Inside, there are 16 cowhides that are used. 125 hours of labor are dedicated and 43,000 stitches in order to get the interior of a Rolls Royce just right. Amen, the wood trim take, takes months to complete. 
and the car takes 86 hours to paint, to get it just right. And you know what? If you want a Rolls Royce, God help you, let's be friends. You're going to pay big money for it because it is going to cost a lot because somebody took the time to get the details right. And even if you don't like cars, even if you don't like paintings, even if travel is not your thing, any one of us can can have an appreciation for attention to detail. Attention to detail. You'll not soon forget a precious item that was given to you, amen, that you were remembered, that you were thought of, that is not cherished by you because somebody paid attention to the details. There are experiences that we will not soon forget and just as a normal human being where somebody bothered to get the details, right? No doubt when I was talking about folks and experiences in, in restaurants and hotels that got the experience right, you will remember that event for the rest of your life because somebody bothered to get the details right. We have not even begun tonight to discuss the attention to detail that God has placed and has taken care of just for me. Just for me, he has made amen, an effort to get the details right for me. Consider the earth that we live in this evening. We take for granted, amen, all that's available to us. We take for granted, amen. We abuse it. We, uh, you know, disregard it. We, we do what we want with it and, and cast it aside the next day. But such incredible detail has been placed by the Lord Jesus Christ uh, in detail pertaining to the, just the physical mass of the earth and the plants and everything that is on the earth. We're perfectly positioned. If we were any further this way or any further that way, it would be too cold or too hot and it would not be able to sustain life. Days would be too long or too short. Amen. We're the only planet that has enough water to sustain mankind. We're the only planet that has enough oxygen to sustain mankind. Amen. Our plants take out the bad stuff, the, the carbon dioxide, and give us oxygen in return. All because Jesus bothered to get the details right. Just for me. Just for me, he did that. The animal kingdom, amen, is an incredible thing to observe and see. Uh, one animal species keeping the another animal species in check and, and monarch butterflies that, that go down to Mexico and die and yet their offspring somehow know to come back to where amen, they came from for ancestors that have been passed. All just incredible detail that God has, has created in this, worth, this, world that, this world that we live in. Incredible size of the solar system, two light years across. What does that mean? Amen, if, if light could travel Amen. As full distance in one year, it would travel 5.9 trillion miles, and it would take two of those to cross, amen, the solar system that God has prepared for us. And God Almighty set all of this into motion simply at the mention, amen, of his voice speaking these things into existence. Consider the human body this, this night, perhaps the most incredible creation of all. The largest bone that we have, the femur in the upper part of the leg, can hold 30 times the weight of an average person's body. 30 times the weight, and is largely regarded as being stronger than steel. Stronger than steel. Messages to the, from the brain to the ends of the nerves travel at over 200 miles per hour. I always knew I had a need for speed. Our pinky, our pinky finger contributes 50% of our hand strength. If you bothered and were able to unstretch our DNA, it would be 10 billion miles long. Like a fingerprint in the retina of an eye, 
Amen. Our tongue also has a unique print on it that nobody else has. Why? Because God was concerned with the details of my life. He was concerned with the details of things, amen, that pertain to me. Amen. There are so many nerve cells in the human brain that it estimated, it's estimated that it would take 3,000 years to count them all. In an adult human, blood circulates nearly 12,000 miles every day inside your body. That happens every day. And a human eye can detect nearly 10 million different colors. And I've only covered just a few of these items. And perhaps you're wondering tonight what the point of all of this is. It's a reminder tonight that the God that we serve is concerned with the details of our lives. He's concerned with the intricate, in, uh, just mundane, everyday details of our life. He cares. He loves us. He's concerned for us. He's concerned, amen, that we get it right, that we make it to heaven. Hallelujah. And I thank God for it this evening. Now, we can't forget God's word this evening. Sometimes uh, reading the Bible can be a bit challenging. How many have ever spent some time in the book of Numbers? Anybody had a struggle in their life when they were in the book of Numbers? Challenging times. Sometimes uh, it can be hard to, to get through some of these parts of the Bible that, that perhaps we don't quite understand or that, that we don't feel has a lot of value to us in, in the day that we live in today. But one thing you can say, and you could not deny this, that God was concerned with the details God was concerned with the details of saving your soul. God was concerned with the details, amen, of setting out all of the laws that were necessary in the Old Testament. Amen, he prescribed them all with such great precision, amen, because he is concerned, amen, with every part of our life, from the biggest detail to the smallest part of our lives that we deal with every day. Let's consider a few biblical examples this evening. Noah Amen, we hear of him. We've heard from him since we were a little child. Likely, if we grew up in Sunday school, we've heard the word Noah, the name Noah mentioned a few times. We're introduced to him in Genesis chapter 5. God honed in on one man and his family and said that it was this man that was worthy to be saved. Wickedness was all around him. The Bible says that it was great in the earth. The Bible also says that every imagination of the thoughts of, of his ear was only evil continually. Imagine that. Sounds a lot like our day today. It was only evil continually. God was done with it. God was ready to destroy everything. But the Bible says in Genesis 6 and verse 8 that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He found grace. And in so doing, he, he was able Amen, to be saved because God was concerned, amen, with Noah's life that God would, uh, that there would be somebody that could be, amen, saved in order to keep life going on this earth. God gave him intricate details of how to build this vessel that would save him and his family and uh, many of the species that we uh, know, the animal kingdom on the earth today. This ship was given all the precise details, the kind of wood, the length, the width, the breadth, every kind of detail was given, amen, for this, uh, this vessel that would be uh, needed in order to save this family. There was no indication that, that Noah was a prodigy boat builder or that he had any idea what he was doing at all. What was important was that 
that he would let God take control of the details and just be obedient to what God was doing. And it's because of the obedience that Noah had to, amen, these things uh, that were provided to him from the Lord that we are here today. We are here today because of one man's obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, let's talk about Noah for a minute. Amen. Another Bible story that we've known for a long time. Amen. Jonah was told by God to go to Nineveh. Pretty straightforward. Pretty simple thing to do. He was told to go to Nineveh. And Jonah literally turns and goes the opposite direction from where he's supposed to go. Uh, and he decides that he's going to get on a boat. He's going to go to Tarshish. He... Uh, is met with a storm. The Lord has found him. The Lord, are we having microphone problems this evening, gentlemen? Help us, Lord. We'll get through it. Uh, a mighty tempest arose while, while Jonah was on the sea trying to get where uh, he was headed. Amen to Tarshish to get away from what God had told him and asked him to do. And when the storm rages, sailors began chucking things off the boat in order to lighten the load that it was carrying so that they might, would be able to have a chance at making it through the storm that they were facing. The captain says, and so they start doing that and, and, and it didn't seem to be working and and uh, they begin to wonder who it was that caused this problem. So they draw straws, and, and Jonah's the one that gets the short straw. And uh, he's the guy, and the solution to the problem is, we're going to throw you overboard, and instantly the storm stops. He's swallowed by a great fish. He's in the fish three days and three nights. God commanded uh, the fish to expel him to the dry ground. Uh, and that could have been the end of the story, but, but God decided that it was better for him to be saved, that he should not be drowned, but, but details were important. God had a job for Jonah to do. Jonah received, amen, the message from the Lord. It took a long way. It took a hard thing. But Jonah got the message, and he goes to Tarshish. And guess what? The Lord blesses Jonah, and the city is saved just like he said it would be. We consider Daniel this evening. The Bible says he was blessed with an excellent spirit. He was in exile in Babylon, uh, but he had favor with the ruler of that day, Belshazzar. There was uh, other men that were in the king's court along with Daniel in this position of favor that were jealous of Daniel. They were jealous that, that some outsider had come in to their kingdom and made their way uh, up the ranks to be uh, one that was well represented and well favored by the king. They released this plot to take care of Daniel. To take care of Daniel. He uh, was a man that was faithful to his God. He was faithful to pray daily. And they, they crafted this edict that, that Daniel would uh, surely come uh, to have problems with. That, that prayer should only be extended to Belshazzar and that uh, it should be offered to nobody else. They craft this. The king signs the decree. The next day rolls around. Daniel is faced, amen, with the prospect of having his life taken or continuing to be faithful to his God because details are important. Daniel prays. Daniel prays. 
and uh, he is caught by his friends, his frenemies. Uh, he is taken back to the king. They tell the king what happened, and uh, the king is, is just beside himself because he was a, a friend of Daniel. Daniel had a special place in his heart, but the law had been given, the edict had been gift, uh, given, and he was sent to the lion's den, as was prescribed punishment for uh, this situation he goes into the lion's den. The king can't sleep that night. He is beside himself wondering what happened to Daniel. He goes the next day, and there, lo and behold, God has been faithful to Daniel, and he has saved him from the lion's den. What a scary prospect that would have been. Why? Because God is concerned with the details of our life. He's concerned with the details of our life. Another Old Testament story, the three Hebrew boys were hitting all the Sunday school lessons this morning, or this night. Is that all right? Three Hebrew boys are living in exile along with Daniel. They're captive to the Babylonians. Nebuchadnezzar says, hey, we're going to erect a gold statue 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide. And he summoned all the political leaders at that day and says, uh, hey, we're going to have this dedication. Everybody's going to bow and everybody is going to worship this statue that I have erected. And the penalty for not worshiping is to go to the fiery furnace. Instruction is given. The band plays their song. And lo and behold, the three Hebrew boys do not go down on one knee, or both knees for that matter, to worship this golden image. The king learns of their disobedience. And uh, he was quite perturbed at the uh, news that they had not bowed, as was uh, told and directed him. He gives them a second, second chance in order to regain their footing. But they said, we're not going to bow. We are not going to bow. Why? Because details matter. Details matter. The king is livid. And then he pumps the fire uh, seven times hotter than it was already. And despite being in exile, despite their surroundings pointing toward being forsaken, they were faithful anyway because details matter. They were thrown into the fiery furnace, and there was a fourth man there with them. Amen. An image of, of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, in the Old Testament, a theophany of this fourth man that came to save them and take care of them. They made it out all right that day because they were faithful to their God. They were concerned with the details, and God took note of that, and he took care of them. We could talk about the time that, that God parted the Red Sea, and as if that wasn't enough, he parted it and where there was dry ground for the children of Israel to walk across on. We could talk about how he uh, saved, he used Esther to save a whole nation uh, because of her obedience. And, and they were saved because they were connected to a God that was concerned with their details. We could talk about how God provided manna from above to come down and nourish the children of Israel in the wilderness. Or, or we could talk about the faith of a young man named David who went up against a man, a seasoned soldier, a giant that was some nine feet tall and who was larger than life and came out successful because God is concerned with details. Or we could talk about the birth of the Messiah and how he was prophesied in the Old Testament with incredible precision that, that this man would come one day to save, amen, this people from their sins centuries before it happened with such incredible detail. Why? Because God is concerned with details. He's concerned with the details of our life. Hallelujah. And we give him praise tonight for these things.
All that would be wonderful. All that would be, would be great, and you would be encouraged by it. I'm sure that you would. But there's one thing that I have come to declare this night. There is one thing that I take the most hope out of all of this tonight is that God is faithful concerning the details of his children's lives down to the most minute details. I've said many times, so what if he has all power? So what if he created the heavens and the earth? So what if he's the prince of peace? So what if he's the alpha and the omega? So what if he crafted some great plan of salvation, but he never bothered to give anybody the details of how we could take amen, advantage of it and be saved? If he had all those attributes, but he wasn't faithful, it would all be for naught. I mean, but I'm here tonight to share the good news of the gospel that he does have all power and he's faithful. He did create the heavens and the earth and he's faithful. He is the Prince of Peace and he has calmed the storm in my life time and time again. He is the Alpha and Omega. He was faithful when I was born. He's faithful today and he will be faithful to me until the end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm here to remind the child of God tonight that he did create a glorious plan of salvation and he is faithful to save us and to set us free. And tonight, if he bothered to set this world in motion, if he took the time to fill it with such intricate detail for my amazement, and if he took time to, to, to craft a man out of clay and breathe breath of life into him, Amen. And create woman and create all these things. And if he was willing to come down and robe himself in flesh and die a sinner's death for me, and if he bothered to craft a plan of salvation and set me free, something tells me that he can take care of the details that I'm dealing with tonight. Hallelujah. Something tells me the details of my doctor's report aren't too big for him. Something tells me that the details of, of my situation with my spouse or with my child are not too big for him to come into and intervene and take care of. Can I remind somebody tonight that he is watching over us and that he cares? He is concerned with the details of our lives. Amen. There's not a situation any one of us are facing tonight that he is not aware of. Jesus knows where you're at, where you're at this evening. The devil would love to make it uh, known or thought that uh, God is clueless about what you're going through. He has no idea. He is just shocked and, and so flabbergasted by what you're going through that he would have no idea how to take care of it, but that is a lie from the pit of hell. We read a scripture this evening about how Jesus is watching over the sparrow. And if he is taking time, amen, to watch over a sparrow, hallelujah, amen, I can count on him that he is taking care of my situation. Amen, I can count on him to work my situation out and help me get over on the other side. Amen, remember, child of God, tonight that he has not forgotten about you. Amen, he has not left you behind. He knows where you're at, and he's concerned with the details that you're facing tonight. The Bible says, cast all your care upon him, for he careth for you. For he careth for you. You're thankful for the loving care and concern of the master tonight. Hallelujah. He's been good to us. He's been so good. 
Amen. Brother Wilson, I'm coming to a close. You can come on back. We're in the middle of the Ready Now campaign, and I am thankful for it. There's a lot of exciting things happening. There are a lot of details that are involved with the process that we are in, a lot of details. Amen. Each one of us have made commitments to the campaign, and uh, that's true of our family. And uh, we've been doing our best to chip away at our commitment, and God is helping us, and, and we're, we're getting there. Uh, slow but sure, and we believe that that will be sped up somewhere along the journey. Um, God help us. Um, but we've been faithful, and uh, we're thankful that God has made a way for us to be able to do that. Um, at the end of last year, uh, my uh, job is such that uh, I'm on a contract, and uh, it's only for a certain amount of time. And when it's up, there's no guarantee there's going to be anything there for me when the contract renewal comes around. And so we, and, and it just so happens that it falls at the end of the year at Christmas time, which was just a tremendous blessing for it to be at Christmas time and to have all this worry uh, and care and concern um, about what was going to happen with us and what was going to happen with my job situation. Uh, I began uh, asking around with some other folks that had been through the process before because it was my first time through that process. And um, I received some guidance. There were, I, I was sure I got information from several people so that I just wasn't taking one person's word uh, for it. And, uh, you know, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. So, so I was trying to, trying to get, you know, a good word from somebody to, <laughs> to help me get through this process. And one thing that was consistent across, across all of the individuals that I talked to, and it was this, don't be too greedy, which I already knew anyway, but don't be too greedy with any salary increases that you might want to request in this process. So I took that to heart. That was one thing that was consistent across uh, the several people that I had talked to. Because you might bid yourself out of a job, and uh, that would not be a good thing. So I went and uh, I had a talk with uh, my contract company, and uh, just trying to feel through the feel my way through the process, trying to trying to figure it out and get uh, over on the other side. Hopefully, <laughs> still being employed. And uh, so we had a chat about it. She talked to me about the process and and what to expect and. Uh, she also began to, to tell me, or, or we began to talk about uh, the financial aspect of it. And so, in, in an effort to be reasonable and, and, and to, you know, just try to get some information, um, I, I threw out a number that, that I thought was reasonable. I wasn't going over. It was consistent with, with, with typical raises I had got in the past. And um, thank God for it. Bless his name. He's been faithful to us. And uh, we, we chatted. I, I threw the number out there. And she said, yeah, that should be fine. We chatted for a little while longer. And uh, she came back to me before we, we closed out our conversation. And you know what she told me? She told me that, that actually I had not requested enough. 
And do you know that the raise that God provided to me through my contract company was three or four times more than what I had asked for? Why? Because God is concerned with the details of our life, Brother Shelley. He's concerned with the details of our life. I mean, can we stand this evening? Can we stand this evening? My, my, my story is, is my experience. It's all I know, okay? I, I, I'm not anything special. It, it's got nothing to do with me. And it has everything to do with the great God. But if you have come to the house of the Lord this evening, if you've bothered to get out in the cold and, and make your way here, and God has ever been good to you, if God has ever been faithful to you, if God has ever seen you through some details that you're facing, I wonder if you could lift up a hand to heaven. And I wonder if you could go back to that moment and give him a praise like you were there in the middle of it all. Amen. Just like it had happened today. And give him a praise and a thanksgiving for being good, for being faithful. Hallelujah. And for being concerned with my details, and being concerned with my details, hallelujah. Lord Jesus, I didn't deserve what you did for me. I didn't deserve salvation. I didn't deserve the blessings that you have bestowed upon me. Lord God, but you love me some way, somehow. You are concerned with my details. Amen, and I'm so grateful. Amen. If there's somebody here tonight that's in the throes of a detail, that you're not sure how you're going to get over, not sure how you're going to come out on the other side, and, and how you're going to make it through, amen, these altars are open. There's somebody here that's been blessed. There's somebody here that's had their details taken care of. Amen. We're going to pray with you. God is going to answer prayer because he's faithful. He is faithful. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, I praise your name tonight. I give you thanks, Lord, for what you've done. I give you thanks, Jesus, for being a faithful and loving God. I give you praise, Lord Jesus, because you're watching over me. You're watching over my family, Lord. Amen. You're watching over, amen, the affairs of my life. And there is nothing too big for you. There is nothing too big for you. There's no situation that I can come into in this life that you can't take care of, that you can't help me through, Lord God. Why? Because you are concerned with the details of my life. Lord Jesus, I give you praise and honor tonight. Hallelujah. I give you praise and honor tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Give you praise, Jesus, for your goodness and for your mercy, Savior. We owe you everything. We owe you everything, Jesus. Hallelujah. We bless your name. We bless your name, Jesus. Lord God, I pray that hope would be revealed tonight. The ears of the believers, Lord God. I pray that hope would be revealed, Lord God, to give them a vision 
up and over their situation tonight, up and over the trials of this life. Hallelujah. Take them over. Hallelujah. Take them over, Jesus. Give us a testimony of your faithfulness, of your loving kindness, Lord God, your goodness and of your mercy, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed be the name of our God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of our God. You're faithful. Hallelujah. Perfect, Lord Jesus. In all of your ways. Your life for us. 